Kaiju FM. Come find your niche. Judge from homebrew, didn't we? A lot of home. 28, <laughs> 28, 28 beers. beers we tried. Yeah. And then we tried 10 of them again. again. Yeah. Now, I, I woke up without a hangover. Yeah, I was pretty good. So I was like, well, I nailed that. I think Maybe I'll start tasting homebrew more often. I think it helped that some of the homebrew was not great and hence got tipped in a jug. Yeah, but I mean, you know, like like we we were proper poshing it as well, though. You know, we didn't have the spit jar like you do with wine tasting, but you know, like like I was tasting was... and swallowing. But even even some of the like the, the you know the the nice ones, they were having to go that way as well. Because I was like, there's twenty eight to try. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I'm going to be battered by the end. Not everybody woke up that well, though. No, no, they no. didn't. No, ah, but, well. but we're professionals. We are professionals. You know, we've done very well. Yeah. to the Space Chime Continuum, the show where we try to make a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. I'm Chris McLennan. Yeah, I'm Carl Lobel. And see, not hungover. I know, right? <laughs> it's like, I feel fine. That's the cleanest that intro's come out of my mouth in a long time. <laughs> it was good. It was it's, nice and quick, yeah. concise, yeah. straight to the point, but fast. And I said all the words. Yeah, every single one, every well, single syllable. Well done, sir. Okay, where are we at? Uh, we are right at the end of 1951, actually. This episode will finish us off. Oh, I like it when we uh, move into a new year, especially uh, if it's precise like this, because it means I get to yell, Happy New Year at the start of the next one. And it is correct. Yeah. I mean, you know, within the Tooniverse. Within, within the Tooniverse, but you know. Thing. Yeah. Can't, uh, so, ple- can't please everyone. No. Last episode was quite uh, sort of like Western heavy. Yeah. Um, you know, we finished on a banger of a bit of music. Yeah, we had, um, a, we had a rigged election in a sort of uh, rural town. We had a, a full-on uh, duel. We had a... a with Nasty Canasta. Nasty Canasta. Nasty Canasta. Famous square dance caller, Nasty Canasta. Yeah, and then we had a Three Bears episode where we're not quite sure what's going on, but we know it's falling apart. I mean, we yeah, we never really are, but it, it is not looking good for him. It's not. Uh, and Henry nearly got sliced up by what was eventually uh, a saw blade. Yeah, it was really nasty. Like, it was harrowing. <laughs> it's a... It, it, it did make your skin crawl. It's like, no, no, if, this is if, horrible. If you're wondering about any of this and you didn't listen to last episode, just go back to last episode, give it a listen, and then you'll know what we're talking about. Or, or just watch uh, A Bear for Punishment from 1951. Yeah. But just bear in mind, it's just not very nice. Yeah, it, it, it's not. Let's hope that this episode uh, is, a, is a bit nicer. We're starting with uh, something that sounds pretty pure and simple. It's a Bugs Bunny episode. Just Bugs as well. Just Bugs. Uh, All it's called Todd. It's called Big Top Bunny. When it's just bugs, I do always reckon he's back on just kicking his heels, doing sod. I mean, though. this is clearly going to be a circus. Yeah, it's going to be a circus situation. Last time he was uh, associated with the circus uh, was uh, the kangaroos. Was that bugs? Mm, I don't think so. Was that, that Sylvester? Yeah, it was Sylvester. I think last time we saw bugs at the circus, it was probably some sort of high dive thing. Where oh, that was ages where, ago. Where yeah. he was making either. Yosemite Sam do it, or it was Elmer Elma Fudd. It, it was Elmer, but it's that was it. That it was in a uh, it was in a theatre. Mm. So yeah, maybe Bugs has never been to the circus, which seems weird to me. It does seem weird. Yeah. Well, let's see what he's up to in Big Top Bunny. It's a Bugs Bunny number from December twelfth, nineteen fifty one.
dossing around again. He's back. He is dossing. I mean, he has a lot of carrots. He's got a lot of carrots. Well. He's got not a lot on and he's just having a giggle. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm okay with it. He, he did he did some good work in the previous. He did, yeah. I, I, so this one, basically, I think Bugs joins the circus. So uh, it opens up on a pretty standard circus. There's a dancing bay. Where was he from? Uh, Slobokia. Slob- yeah, now, which I, I imagine is next door to um, our other favourite tag. Well, it said he was Sl- Slobokian. Yeah. We've been saying Slobovian for Slobovia, which is where... Uh, Sylvester went to to uh, kill some rats for yeah. the Bagel Baron. Um, another good sentence there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we want, we're not sure if they're the same place or not. Yeah, um, but there's a dancing bear there and the uh, circus leader gets a phone call and it's somebody on the other end of the phone just saying, oh, you know, you can't hear it, but I imagine the conversation goes along the lines on, we've got this acrobatic rabbit. Yeah. Um, do you want him for your circus? Now, I think that was actually Bugs. Yeah, I think... I think I, Bugs has just went, I fancy being in the circus, I'll give him a ring. But I do reckon Bugs probably put on a moustache to yes. make that phone call. Oh, yeah, of course he did. He got out <laughs> one of his many costumes and went, right, let's give this a go. Let's character. Yeah, because he, he does that. He's, he doesn't he's a method actor. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he ends up in the act, the bear is not happy, because he overhears the... Uh, the phone call. Yeah, Bugs is very much muscling on his territory, and he doesn't want uh, he doesn't want to share the stage, especially with no stinking rabbit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like this bear still sleeps in a cage, but is clearly sentient. Well, I was going to bring that up uh, because previously, whenever we've seen caged animals, it's been in zoos or like you know small park zoos. Yeah, um, but I'm just and thinking that's, that's how he like, travels. But that's like prison. Yeah. Where it, well, why is this bear just fine with that? Well, I, I think it's just like a caravan. Yeah, I I sort of wondered that, and I sort of also wondered, like, well, maybe that's not how the prison system works in Slobovia, Slobokia, whatever it's called. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just, I don't think it, yes, it had bars, but bars don't make a prison. Well, the other thing I noticed, though, was that uh, everybody else involved in the circus, apart from the, you know, the ones filling the role of acrobatic animals, uh, like, it's all human. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so, uh, I'm wondering... Yeah, I don't know where this is and like, or like when this became acceptable again. Yeah, because we don't know um, where it's set. Like, we don't we don't get any indication as to what country it's in or anything. So. Yeah, but the guy running it is like a you know a, the big like Southern American. That's true. Like circus do travel a lot though. Yeah, so I was wondering if circuses uh certainly in the states are mainly a thing that existed on the human side of the demarcation line and are only just sort of coming into just general circulation. circulation yeah. Uh, and so they've still got like no, this is the captive animals part. Yeah. I mean, he had bugs, they think bugs lives in that box. They think bugs lives in that box. That's true. And he doesn't. It's just a box of soil that bugs pops out of using his Tardis pack. Yeah, so he can sort off whenever he wants. Yeah. And just tardis in when there's a a show on yeah Yeah. but i mean he seems to be enjoying himself um he seems to be wanting to get along with this bear but then the bear does something um well the bear's very judgmental from the off yeah and that obviously um gets the ire of bugs and well well, the bear deliberately gets him injured a couple of times the first time when he comes on stage he just accidentally bashes him while he's strutting about and then uh when he propels bugs up through these hoops from a sort of seesaw uh he's put an anvil over one so he just smashes into it yeah and at that point bugs is like all right this is what you want 
Like, he seems to get himself into these situations. Like... Who, Bugs? Yeah. Yeah, but I think that's just his nature. You know how, like, certain people just end up in predicaments? Yeah. uh, Like, through no real fault of their own, they're just that sort of person. Yeah. Uh, So, most of it is Bugs just basically uh, returning the favour to Bruno. But better. Uh, But better. Uh, One notable one is, uh, at one point, Bruno, they're on the trapeze, and Bruno has sort of these false hands on a bar, so that when Bugs reaches out to grab Bruno's hands for the trapeze trick... Uh, Bruno just lets go and Bugs is just left holding these hands on a bar like handlebars of a bike. Yeah. Uh, but Bugs, he knows how gravity works. And uh, can bend that. Uh, he uses his willpower to just be riding a bicycle. And yeah, he through, just the ride, uh, through the air and he just rides up to Bruno. Bruno does not understand gravity. And he just thinks it's about the motions. Yeah. Whereas Bugs full on knows that going through the motions, he can get himself into a zen state pretty quickly where he just believes he's riding a bike. And he does. And then, and then he can ignore gravity. Yeah. Uh, because So we saw the gravity triangle in action, which is always nice to see, because that's something we landed on as toon science pretty early. Yes. And it, it seems to hold true most of the time. Yeah. Um, I mean, we did see him pulling off some uh, fantastic acrobatics as well. So he comes off the trapeze, does a forward flip, stops, does a backward flip. Yeah. And then just flies. Yeah. Just sort of swan dives towards yeah. Bruno. Like, it, it's impressive. It is very impressive. Um, I wonder... Like, is it that he concentrates so hard on just changing the direction of a flip that gravity, like his his knowledge no, of falling goes? Because the I, only person we've seen with as much control over flight as that Daffy is, Duck. Yeah, exactly, Daffy. He's the only person we've seen with as much control. But also, Daffy Duck has deployed air bicycle. He has on a number yeah. of occasions. So do you reckon Bugs has seen that? Well, they have had some time it. now, like, in the agency, and I presume, like, a lot of that, certainly during the war, would be them training together and trying to transfer powers, tunabilities to one another. Because we have seen bugs transfer powers before. Yeah. So is it possible for that transfer to work the other way? Well, we've also seen da- uh, Daffy <coughs> and Bugs both trying to train uh, Elmer. That's true. They've been trying to train each other to be able to be completely interchangeable. Yeah. And trying to get some of that through to Elmer. Elmer's progress is significantly slower than Daffy and Bugs's, but we have seen them trying to do that. So uh, I don't know if that's professional there. That's my phone. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought you were going to be able to talk over it. There. I was like, oh, you uh, might have done it. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know if that's an agency thing or a hark over from the war thing yeah. or a uh, genuine trajectory towards... Uh, being the best you can be for Space Jam. Here's an idea. What if that power was a Bugs power all along and future Bugs transferred it to Daffy way back when? Oh, I like it. I do like it. What, the transfer of powers is a Bugs power? Do you think the transfer of powers is a Bugs power all along since he got his powers from the genie? Or do you think it was a Bugs power all along in a heartwarming the powers in you all along Bugs? So, 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 so kind of like, uh, you know, how people think that Wolverine has adamantium claws as power, but actually it's his healing that gives him... Uh, his, yeah, but he did abilities. have bone claws first. He did have bone so, claws. Like, yeah, but if it wasn't for his healing, that would have just been a messy It'd be affair. a terrible... He just, <laughs> so bled, he just bled out at the yeah. age of 13. Yeah. Um, for the first time he sees, like, a hot lady walk past, that's it, he's dead. But yeah, like yeah, mo- most of Wolverine's powers aren't you know what they did to him when he was Weapon X. No, it's you know. It's so, but just the his thing is, is his his uh, good hearing that's because of his healing ability. His good eyesight is because of his healing ability. Yeah, all of these things are because of his. Well, healing. it's mainly because he doesn't age. Exactly. So, so like bo- bugs 
his he could have his toon power could have been the ability to transfer powers. But also, like the like a genie, right? Normally has the sort of twist in what they will uh, do for you. Yeah, uh, that sort of is your is your downfall. Yeah, and we we sort of had a bit of that. Well, it's what bugs. It's what future bugs is trying to avoid mm-hmm. by basically channeling other stuff through past bugs. Yeah. Um, because otherwise, like, because future bugs has already been bumped in power because past bugs became as powerful as him when he met the genie. Yeah. So future bugs got a power boost because he had to be the most powerful rabbit in the world. But then, like, yeah, yeah and you're just getting. And compound. so that's why he's divorced himself from the world of the past and just sends carrots back. Yeah. Uh, because if he goes there, past bugs will get a boost in power, and the the paradox will be unending. Yeah. In, and they'll both go Doctor Manhattan on us. Um. So. Like, there's a twist there, but I wonder if there was an oversight on the genie's part and that power was in Bugs all along. Oh, possibly. Not the full power, but yeah. the power to just... To teach. To yeah. teach powers. Because that's so, why he's the guy who needs to get everyone together for Space Jam. Yeah. So it is very possible that that power actually came from Bugs. And yeah. It wasn't a Daffy power. So, I know. It, it, uh, but I like it. I like, I like that this, this discovery's coming in. Mm. Uh, and I think this is where we'll start to see a trajectory of like more universal cartoon stuff that people can just do. Yeah. Because like, there's definitely a sort of uh, not homogenous, but like, you know, pretty uniform set of tune things like running yes. off a cliff and being able to go, Oh, whoops, go back. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, gravity triangle, of course, but like there, there's lots of stuff like that. Like their resilience is pretty uniform. And yes, like, and now we're seeing this sort of faux, faux bicycle flight is pretty uniform. And I'm wondering if that's why, when you think of what can a cartoon character do, all those things go across all cartoon characters. Whereas from what we've seen, powers have been quite character specific. Yes. With the exception of their resilience. But up until this point, everything else has been like, he can do that and he yeah, can do they that. Can do that. Can yeah, do that. everybody seems to have their thing. But Whereas as time goes forward, it's just going to be, this is tune stuff now yeah we can just do that so yeah let's get let's keep an eye on that let's with keep that in that. mind uh so i think i mean i think that's going to be the biggest take from that episode i think so yeah it's that is that bugs is using daffy powers yes uh which you know makes sense given our conclusions maybe four or five episodes ago yeah uh so i'm happy with that another it's another it's another big tick for uh for a chris and cal spatial continuum <laughs> theory <laughs> we've got a lot of big ticks, what, once again proving that you know we are not you know, just talking horseshit into and microphones. actually capable investigative journalists. We are. So uh, let's move on in that vein. Like, steeled, but steeled our resolve. Uh, it's called Tweet, Tweet, Tweety. No prizes for guessing uh, who's in this one. It's Tweety and Sylvester. Uh, it's from December 15th, 1951. Let's see what they're up to. Grannies are miss. Yeah. Yeah. going on there then well on the tweety episode yeah well i don't really know because i've got a feeling that the tweety we're seeing in this either is it a clone or you know maybe some sort of like look-alike or tweety hibernates inside a shell yeah you see i liked that theory the most so basically, uh, this episode, Sylvester is on the hunt as usual. He gets to the nest, presumably expecting to see Tweety there, and finds an egg. 
Yeah, he gives it a rattle, and it does rattle. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, it's not odd. like a sloshy noise you'd expect from an egg. Yeah, so not sure about that, but he goes, right, I'm going to wait till this egg hatch, and he sits on it. Not for very long. No. Uh, and Tweety comes out. Now, when we first saw Tweety hatch from an egg, well, just like presumably yeah, fresh Tweety, Tweety. would bald. It was bald, yeah. It was this one wasn't. This was, this was Tweety as we, as we know him and love him. Yeah. Um... But he was in like a redwood forest. But he seemed kind of annoyed about it. And I, I, the reason I like your uh, sort of sleeps in an egg uh, idea is that I, I like that sort of how dare you wake me from my slumber <laughs> sort of vibe uh, that uh, we can happily associate with uh, Tweety's uh, just eldritch being. Right? Yes. Yeah. It's, it seems right. Well, that's it. Like, like that's that's the one that made the most sense to me because at no point have we seen. Tweety getting involved in any sort of like duplicate um, sort of situation, yeah, or anything like that. That said, we know that Tweety and Granny got on a boat to somewhere reasonably recently, and Granny isn't here. I mean, I suppose there was nothing stopping them uh, leaving one coast of America, sailing round to the other coast. Yeah, I mean, there's not, or just up the coast. Yeah, um, because but, they only had they had a crew of one. Yeah, but I would expect Granny to be there. Maybe she was running the lumber yard. Well, I'm wondering if Tweety has found a way to be sort of omnipresent via this egg system. Like Tweety can get in an egg somewhere, and so he can come use out like an egg, egg teleportation. Else. Uh, but I don't think teleportation. I think just, I think Tweety's somewhere, right, and can manifest elsewhere. More like um, surrogates. Ah, uh, right. Okay. So like Tweety can uh, so wherever him and Granny went. Yeah. You know, I think Tweety just slumbers in a big egg. Yeah. And then can hatch out of eggs all over the shop. So do you, so do you think the real Tweety is well, I think, this huge, horrible creature? Well, I think the head, all we're seeing I, is... I think maybe the head gets really, really big. Oh, and like pulsy veins. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I think, that's hap- I think that, that may be happening somewhere. Okay. Uh, so the Tweety we oh, see normally isn't actually the Im- Well, I don't know. I think possibly up until now it has been. Okay. But they've gone off somewhere, some sort of central hub. And he's now in some sort of gestation phase. Yeah, and can just be everywhere. So I think oh. for all intents and purposes, the Tweeties we see are Tweety. Yeah. But it's just so Tweety can operate... Multiple... Multiple bodies. Flesh things. Yeah. Oh god. That's my that's my current oh, that's my current feeling. That's horrible. I don't really want to see the actual Tweety right now. Well, it's going to be difficult for Sylvester to uh, get the job down. done. Well, it is because I mean the thing is if he doesn't know this, if he's just going around trying to get Was Sylvester still on the boat? Yeah, I think so. Well, actually no. Yes. No, I don't think... because he got blasted up and then landed on the captain on the boat and that was then it went to uh, granny and tweety saying you did you did de- you did see a pudding i think cat. they'd have chucked him overboard though wouldn't they? i think they probably would have because at that point uh sylvester would probably been a pro- probably unconscious yeah i imagine they probably ditched him and the um captain overboard yeah i think it's fair to say sylvester's probably down another life Potentially. I mean, we saw him go through quite a lot there. I, th- I reckon he's becoming more and more resilient the closer and closer he comes to losing all of his lives. He's... You, you, I mean, he, we've seen him go through a lot just because then. He, because he's He learning. rode up the, the water pouring out of a dam. Yeah, he, I mean, he's, he, he he's, rode up it. Yeah, he's, yeah he rode. It was, it was amazing. Like, it was so impressive. 
I rowed mean, as, like, in, as in a rowboat, yeah. not as in, like, riding a wave. No, no. Right, but... Rowed, not rowed. 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 He rowed up. He rowed up. But yeah, so I I think he's... Because he's dying, or has died beforehand, he's probably... I don't know if maybe, like, if a cat dies from a thing, they can no longer die from that again. Uh, Like he's used up. Yeah, they've used up that death. Like, if you die from gunshot, you've used up your gunshot death. That's quite good. I like, like that. So it's he like... becomes harder and harder to kill, which makes him such a good uh, rat catcher or such a good investigator. And it's allowed him that um, that sort of dogged tenacity to just keep pushing for this because he's he's way past like just obsessive madness now. Yeah, he's like this is all he does. But I do wonder. Like we haven't he... seen Sylvester chase anything else for a long time. No, we haven't. He's 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 after Tweety. But I do wonder whether or not if. He's pulls a life that he lost because we've seen cats do that before. Pull lives back in. Yeah. Whether or not the way that that life was lost, they are still kind of are they still immune to it? Oh, so you have to fully sacrifice the life yeah, to get the to, to, to get the immunity. I think that would be a trade off. It, 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 it was exactly like, how I do it from a game mechanics perspective. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think I, that that is something worth looking for. But Sylvester is definitely much heartier than he was yeah it's a lot oh, harder sure. to kill Sylvester now so I don't think he would have lost a life being chucked off a boat yeah but if he was unconscious I think that's maybe his drowning life I mean we've seen him potentially drown plenty of times before I can't remember anywhere I I definitely thought he died no. or maybe one either way I reckon he's he's good for it now yeah well that's it like like because we don't you know we don't know he's he's a hard one to keep track of yeah, is Sylvester. It, it is a difficult. lot of things happen to him off screen, but also his uh, his character changes quite a lot, like episode to episode. Yeah, um, like yeah, sometimes he seems like sometimes he seems like the hero. Sometimes he seems like a madman. Uh, like sometimes he's like really chatty and really sassy. Yeah, other times he's he's just run down and like just really mopey, basically. <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, uh, he goes through a lot, though. That's the thing. Yeah, he he's all over the shop. A lot. He's an and emotional he's got, he's, wreck. He's got that drinking issue. He needs to kind of really sort. Out. Yeah, he's still. That's the one thing that's consistent. Still on the source. Still on the source. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that. Yeah, that's what I think is going <laughs> on with Tweety. <laughs> Do you think he lost his first life to liver cirrhosis, and now he's just immune to, <laughs> he's immune to that? Yeah. yeah. Probably. He cannot die from alcohol. Yeah. First so life, like, drank himself to death. Yeah. And now he's like, ah, be fine. <laughs> Not a bad move, to be honest. That's a if good got, idea. If you've got nine and you become immortal to that thing. <laughs> I know, but he probably still gets hangovers, though. Yeah, maybe. But, but again, I mean, that's something you get used you to. Yeah, it? but no, it doesn't really matter if you can just drink through them all the time. Well, that's true, yeah. You don't need to worry <laughs> about it. Uh, yeah, so that, but that's what I think is going on with Tweety, or something to that effect. I, I very much like the idea that these Tweeties are waking in eggs all over the shop. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that manifests going forward. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Well, let's let's see how that goes, but we're not going to find out next episode. Uh, no, we're not, because we're looking at Daffy Duck and Porky Pig again. Uh, last time we saw them, uh, we concluded that we were looking at uh, a sort of flashback to probably the late 30s, maybe very early 40s, yep. um, where Porky the Third and Daffy were still buds. Um, let's see which uh, 
which stage of Porky and Daffy's relationship uh, we're looking at here. Uh, it's called The Prize Pest. It's a Daffy Duck and Porky Pig number from December 22nd, 1951. It's our last cartoon of 1951. Oh. Okay. So... Starts with Porky listening to the radio. Which Porky do we think it is? Uh, I think it's Porky the Fourth. I also think it's Porky the Fourth. Yeah. So, so uh, that's a good, that's a good start. Because at, like, at no point during the episode did he act the way Porky the Third would have acted to the things going on around him. Absolutely, and because no one got shanked. But also, Porky, Porky the Third owns a radio station. Yeah, exactly. He's not going to be at home listening. Prob- to the radio. Probably the one he was listening to, because I yeah. mean, Porky the Fourth still really is struggling to fill the shoes of Porky the Third. And I reckon yeah. he probably listens quite avidly to Hoping Porky to the Hoping to gleam some tips. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, Porky the Third, you know, villain or not, he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, <laughs> I he is, yeah. But he, he's an entertainer. He and, is, and that's what he does exceptionally well. I mean, that's how we got to the big lofty heights of, you know, dictator. And Porky the Fourth is a fraud, and that's why, you know, we'd never really warmed to him. And no. neither did Daffy Duck. No, and we haven't really seen that much of him doing... TV stuff or anything. Absolutely. Um, so, basically, uh, Porky the Fourth wins a prize from the radio. Yeah, which is just Daffy in a box. It's just Daffy in a box. So, what do you think that was the prize from the radio? Or do you reckon Daffy's just, well, d- like, supplanted himself in there? Well, I think... We're pretty sure the uh, the radio station was so the agency can basically keep tabs on Porky the Third while yeah. giving him like the illusion of some power. Um, Daffy was involved in the whole ploy to get Porky the Third into that situation. Yeah. So I reckon Daffy probably still has some pull around the station if he really wants to. Yeah, but then why 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 was he trying to get to Porky the Fourth's house and why not just go and knock on the door? Well, this is the, yeah, but this is the thing like. Porky the fourth was excited because he never wins anything in a competition. Yeah, and uh, Daffy may have gleaned that information beforehand that he's yeah. never won anything, and he'll accept it because Porky the fourth was uh, torn as to whether he wanted this live duck as a prize. He's, well, that is true because he did say just what I always wanted. I guess, which yeah. I think, because he, he always wanted to be friends with Daffy and just step right into Porky the Third's shoes, and that wasn't happening. No, because Daffy, Daffy didn't, didn't like get on him. with him. Daffy no. didn't get on with him at all. In fact, Daffy uh, and Porky uh, tried to kill him <laughs> in our universe him, yeah. back in 1939. Yeah. So, like, you know, they've always had beef. Uh, now, I thought Daffy might have gotten over it, but he still really mm. hates Porky the Fourth. Yeah, because he, he goes there... Just to torture him, really. Uh, yeah. Actually, one thing I did notice right at the start, because um, at one point we decided that actually this was Porky the Third's house, wasn't it? I think so, because I, th- I think this is uh, what Porky the Third had some digs that uh, the studio just sort of paid for for well, him. I think I've worked out why Daffy was there. Why was Daffy there? So Daffy was, wasn't allowed in the house because Porky the Fourth wouldn't let him in. So he's <laughs> due to the previous murder yeah. attempt. So he's uh, he's been the prize to yeah. get into the house. Absolutely. And did you notice the first thing he started doing? Chucking things out the window. Porky the Third has some information stashed in his house somewhere, and the agency are trying to get that information back. And they've sent Daffy in to start chucking stuff out the window because they think it might be in drawers or vases or something. 
So do you think there's agents outside with a sort of yeah, sort a trampoline like just, yeah, into a van? Yeah, catch, catching stuff because they're looking for certain information that Porky the Third had and they can't get into Porky the Fourth's house to get that information. Maybe they had recording so Daffy, devices and loads of stuff. And yeah, so, Daff, so Daffy's went in to get it all. Because the first thing he did was he just went, oh, you know, this stuff's quite nice, but some of it's going to have to go. He just grabs a vase with a flower and goes, ugh, okay, chucks out of the window. There is uh, one question there, though, and like I, I suppose it can sort of be answered like because Daffy, but uh, in that throwing stuff out the window situation, yeah. he tries to throw Porky out the window. <laughs> now, if that's an acceptable course of action, you would just throw Porky out the window and then let the agency into the flat. I know, I know, but but we know Daffy gets carried away. He does, yeah. So, so, so the answer is because Daffy. Yeah. But ultimately, he spends most of the time just tormenting Porky the Fourth. Uh, he pretends he's schizophrenic, and he sort of has two personalities in, in terms of uh, there's Daffy, and then there's like monster Daffy. Yeah. Um, he also does a very good impression of a phone at one point. <laughs> that phone uh, is amazing. A, a level, uh, a level of uh, ventriloquism afforded him by his prosthetic bill because he yeah. doesn't have to but, move the bill. But what else is prosthetic on Daffy? And well, that's, that well, is let's a big get question. to this. So at one point, he says uh, he's a convertible duck, and he yeah. just uh, does something, and a, and a sort of uh, a top comes out yeah. of his out of his uh, back, and he starts motoring around. Going, beep, beep. Now, uh, at that point, I remembered that. Um, Basically, in a good few episodes, we've seen Daffy basically zip into his sort of duck suit. Yeah. And he's been bald underneath. Uh, so we figured that that's actually his... Because in the last episode, we were like, he's done away with one of his items of formal clothing and just yeah. kept the collar. Yeah. But he uses the collar to cover the bit between his duck suit and his and his head. Yeah. Um, and just to cover the join. Uh, because actually he's lasered from the neck down and he wears this duck suit that has all gadgets in. Yeah. I thought. Yeah, until, yeah. <laughs> until the end of the episode where uh, basically to get him back, Porky goes into his costume box. That's another thing that confirms to me it's Porky the Fourth because he's got his his current, like, yeah, he's currently yeah, costume for, Yeah, um, But he gets this monster cost- costume and st- scares Daffy so much that Daffy falls apart yeah, his entirely. Eyes, his eyes fall out of his head, his beak falls off, his head falls off, his arms fall off, his legs fall off, and then his torso falls in half. Yeah. And it's like... And he gets it back together. Yeah. But what's which, Daffy then? Which bit is Daffy? Yeah. Like, 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 what happened to Daffy in the war? And, oh, and is it, was it an accident and they rebuilt him? Or was he taken in for experiments to see whether or not they could do something like that to him? Yeah, is he entirely robotic now? Is, like, one part of him still, like, his brain? And do you then... think it's like Ghost in the Shell? It might be like Ghost in the Shell, um, which would be another sort of... a big sort of another surrogate situation, yeah. isn't it? but, like, in a different vein to what we think the Tweety situation is. But also... Or Robocop. Maybe it's like Robocop. Yeah, but I've also been playing Rage 2, and uh, the bad guy in that... General Cross is just a like a, a human head on yeah. a completely mechanical body, so possibly yeah, just the head is that eyes, eyes fell off. <laughs> That's the bit that ruins that. I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's like RoboCop. I'm thinking like you know something happened to Daffy in the war, and they were like, oh, we we we, we need to keep him uh, as this like icon. Yeah, there's of a the scene war. where he just gets shot for a full two yeah. minutes, yeah, and you're like, oh, <laughs> like, and then yeah, like he's just been rebuilt, but because the thing that they kept was his brain, he's still just insane. Yeah, it's like, all the, of all the bits of Daffy to keep... Yeah, it's the brain you decided to keep. But then he has proven, like, to be... He gets the job done. Like, he's up... Like, yeah. His methods are, you know, unconventional to say the least, 
but he he has always proven to be actually a pretty stellar agent. So we don't so we don't think that that falling apart was just like a tune gag. Like we genuinely think that that is no. I think that's that's probably that's the makeup Daffy of Daffy or something they're trialing. So maybe Daffy pilot a Daffy. Yeah, from from the agency HQ. Because I mean, his ability to some of the things we've seen him do have suddenly just been explained. Yeah, through like an Inspector Gadget esque level. Well, of also what stuff. I like about this is like if Daffy can like if it's not Daffy's brain in there, if he can pilot a Daffy. Yeah then uh, it's pretty good because he can just rig himself with the appropriate gadgets for the mission and by, go. like, swapping out a leg. Like, it's just like, oh, no, I need my, uh, and I need my leg with the gun in it. Yeah. And I need my, you know, my leg that so, can so, fire a rocket. So maybe Daffy is a bit more professional, <laughs> a bit more higher up in the agency than, than we thought. Well, I think, like, because they don't really have any, any loyal agents no. left. It's just because, Daffy. Because maybe like like maybe Daffy's sort of like Daffiness is actually um sort of like glitches in the system where they haven't managed to actually get it ironed out right and Daffy's actually a pretty level headed duck now. Oh, so you do you think uh he's been this robot for uh, uh, quite a while? Well I'm thinking kind of uh post post the war, like maybe he came back and you know, they were like, Right, it's just desk work for you now, like you know, just until just until you get back a pencil on your pusher. And, you know, he's he really excelled in that vein and just went and it really leveled him out and calmed him down to the point where he's like, yeah, but we still need you in the field. And he's like, ah, I've got a plan. Because also, and like, it makes sense for him to be like their most loyal agent. He, he struggled so much to find like a home in anything else. Yeah, like like like, like in Civvy Street, he couldn't he couldn't do anything. And whereas... like, it's sort of like, I mean, it's got that sort of James Bond vibe. It's like, because James Bond's a psychopath. Yeah. But you kind of have to be to do that job. Yeah, of course you do. And yeah. so it's like Daffy. You know, Daffy proves to be a pretty, pretty decent agent. The question is, why do they let him just go off the rails and scare Porky the whole time, rather than doing what he's in well, there like, to do? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know because like maybe he locked the office door at that point. <laughs> now nah, I'm going to have fun with this. <laughs> just... Yeah, fair enough. But but maybe they're bashing but, like, on like the window. Yeah, yeah. He's like in a big chair in the middle of the room, like, yeah, you, you know, like, suspended with wires all in him. Well, I'm kind of thinking like like Shawshank Redemption, you know, where uh, Andy yeah. Dufresne will not turn that record off. Yeah, yeah, it's right. <laughs> it's it's like exactly that. that. Yeah, yeah. But either or, maybe he is just high enough up in the agency that you know nobody questions him. It's like, yes, boss. Yeah, okay. Like you do what you want, boss. Yeah, he's, he's got a free pass. It's just like yeah, Daffy knows best. Uh, he knows what he's doing. He always. Oh, gets there's the job someone done. who there's someone who really vouches for him, and yeah. it's just like just let my agent do his job. Yeah, <laughs> he, he he always gets the job done, doesn't he? Yeah, they're sort of government liaisons. Are like, oh, I don't know about this. Like, because it's possible off. when he fell apart like that, one of his eyes rolled off somewhere, and there's now a spying device inside. Maybe that's why he's meant to be planting. Like, he's meant to take away the uh, the uh, old devices that yeah, have run their course and just in. bung his eyes about the place. <laughs> Then pilot his featureless face out the door. <laughs> oh, oh god! So yeah, so, yeah that. So, so basically, Daffy, Daffy sometimes might be might be a modular robot. That's basically <laughs> it's basically might. where we're at. I also think uh, I don't think the robot would be able to do Daffy's standard tune stuff. No, no, because there's no way he could defy the laws of gravity. He's too heavy. So I think in episodes where we see him do that. Like because yeah. I don't think because it's all willpower based. Yeah, like he can't transfer that directly. No. Right? So I think in episodes where we think he might be a robot, if we see him doing that, we have to rule it out and go, no, Daffy's in the field. Yeah, but actual uh, Daffy. Uh, but other times he could be a modular robot. Yeah. 
So that's where we're at this episode. Uh, it's another revelation in the in the Daffy world. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I think that's a pretty uh, pretty good place to leave it. Um, so uh, at one point in this episode, uh, Porky uh, walks into his closet yeah. where there is a skeleton. Yeah, a human is, skeleton. A human skeleton, which is what led us to believe it was probably Porky the Third's house, and they hadn't really cleared out properly. No, when when they shifted over to letting Porky the Fourth live there, um, because he had to obviously immediately resume Porky's life. Yes, to keep up appearances. Um, so uh, we're going to leave on a song as usual uh, it's called Skeleton in the Closet which I believe is originally a Louis Armstrong thing but uh, this is uh, Putney Dandridge uh, because uh, it's from the Bioshock 2 soundtrack and oh, it's really, yeah. it's really good <laughs> so that's why this is coming at you um, but before that uh, if you listen to the show please please uh, leave us a uh, rating on iTunes and a, rev- a review Uh or wherever you listen to podcasts, but iTunes is the big one, and we know you're out there. We've seen the numbers. Uh, otherwise, just just spread the word. Like, if you enjoy it, other people you know probably will enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, and we don't pay to advertise anywhere or or really do our social media duties very well. No, so, <laughs> so um, yeah, if you, if you like the show, please tell other people about it because, uh, you know, it's it's nice to it's nice to not be alone out there. It is. Uh, if you're on a plane, uh, you could do that thing where, uh, do you know, they drag signs around yeah, behind. Or, uh, if you're on a plane... Maybe just do that for us for a little bit. Yeah, uh, or fly, fly it around. Or the the coloured smoke. If you if you're really good. Oh yeah, you, you can write really it in the sky. The plane. Uh, oh, if you are in charge of the red arrows. Yeah. As well, uh, maybe do something with that. Yeah, get I don't yourself, know what. Get but. yourself some orange smoke and yeah. start writing the Space Jam Continuum <coughs> podcast on Kaiju FM. You could switch to green smoke there at Kaiju FM. Yeah, because uh, I mean, you're, you're in charge of the the red arrows. You guys are pretty good. Yeah, you guys are nailing it. Yeah. So, so like, give that a go. So yeah, if you are if you are one of the pilots of the Red Arrows, do do, uh, do give it a go because yeah. that that would really help us out a lot. And let us know where and when, so at least we can turn up and watch. Yeah, an air show of some kind yeah. or something like that. Uh, but other than that, we'll leave you with a, a skeleton in the closet, uh, which is a banger. Uh, so until <laughs> next week, bye. <laughs> What's in there? Man, it's a skeleton in this closet. That's all right, Putney. He'll get used to you. Spooks were having that midnight fling. The merrymaking was in full swing. The shriek themselves to a cheerful dance. When the skeleton in the closet did his dance. Now, goblin giggle with fiendish glee. A shout rang out from a big banshee. Amazing was every ghostly glance. When Skelton in the closet started to dance All the witches were stitches While his steps made rhythmic thumbs And they nearly dropped the broomsticks When he tried to do the bums You never heard such unearthly laughter Or such hilarious groans When Skelton in the closet ran his bones
Hilarious clown When that skeleton in that closet Grab his bone 